Hey, it's Robert. Many thanks to everyone who came to our special refugee show in Denver this past Wednesday. The house was packed and we were able to raise over $1,000 in donations that went directly to the storytellers. The overwhelming support and empathy that circulated between the crowd and storytellers made for a truly special night that got right to the heart of what the narrators is all about. Thank you. If you weren't able to make it, be sure to keep an ear out for some of those stories on future podcasts. Our next shows will take place Tuesday, June 13th at Tiger Tiger Tavern in San Diego and Wednesday, June 21st at Bumpport Theater in Denver. The theme will be Road Trip. Next Storyteller. Next storyteller. Our next storyteller. Welcome to the Narrators Podcast. This podcast collects stories that were told at the Narrators, a monthly storytelling event that features people telling true stories based on a theme. Today's story comes from writer and former humor columnist Jackie Jones. Starting with a red skirt, Jackie weaves in and out of the pieces of clothing hanging from her family tree. This story was recorded live on May 6, 2017 at Tiger Tiger Tavern in San Diego. The theme of the evening was Fashion Victim. I'm so old school, I didn't even think about putting it on my phone. (laughs) Here's a piece of paper. (laughs) All right. (laughs) I'm just going to jump right in here and no excuses. No excuses jeans. Does anybody remember that? It was jeans in the Clinton era, and they actually hired Paula Jones. But anyway, okay. This is the story of a red skirt. It's not a black skirt, as my sister Jill insists. It's a red skirt, and I'll tell you why. First of all, because it was a freaking red skirt. Also, red is much more evocative, right? Betty Davis wore red dress and Jezebel and her boyfriend dumped her. Rhett forced Scarlett to wear a red dress so he could publicly shame her. Red is a symbol for adultery, the scarlet letter, or blood or death, as in the red shirts of the unfortunate Star Trek landing parties. (laughs) Right? It's just a better color. So my sister Jill, I've written about my family my entire life, I never knew they'd actually be here. So, okay. (laughs) This is tricky. No heckling. So, Jill comes into my apartment, opens my closet. Foom. And by the way, do you do that? Does anybody do that? Do you walk into a friend or family member's home and just immediately go through their closet? Because both my sisters do. I don't even blink. I'm so used to it. And uh, I never do that to people. Is this a thing? Or is it just our family, you know? She's rifling through my closet, which doesn't take long because I'm an extremely minimal person. I saw the 1983 version of Breathless. Girl asked Richard Gere. I don't remember the girl, of course. So, girl asked Richard Gere, what should I wear? She opens up a closet, and there are two dresses, black and pink. And I thought, that's exactly how I want to live. I think she picked the pink, I would have picked the black. But anyway, I would have thrown out the red. Not kidding, I'm kidding. I I love that red skirt. It was a great skirt. I only threw it out because it was super short. It was way too short. I bought it in the 80s. I hemmed it like I lived in Melrose Place. Remember? (laughs) 
Then time marched on. I gave it to Goodwill so Heather Locklear could buy it back. Anyway, so the point about this skirt is there was nothing special about this skirt at all. Nothing. It was just a regular old skirt. So Jill says, why? Why did you toss it? It was so cute. I said, you know, go buy one then. Hemet and Wang Chung tonight. So she was completely crushed that I gave this skirt to the Goodwill. Okay, sometimes, I will admit it, I get carried away with purging. I really do. I probably would have thrown away the Shroud of Turin. You know, look, these stains are not coming out. I tried soaking, I tried shout and zout and spray and watch, forget it, just throw it in the Goodwill pile. But the red skirt tragedy was no tragedy. I bought it at Nordstrom on sale. They still sell them. It's just a regular old work skirt, okay? My sisters will, in fact, they will get rid of clothing. Janice, my oldest sister, purges all the time and I benefit from it. I am an AARP member and I still get hand-me-downs. But she only purges to make room for the truckload she's just hauled in from Macy's. Macy's, Janice goes to Macy's so much, they say, attention shoppers, and Janice, the store will be closing now. Jill gives me fabulous hand-me-downs, I have to admit, but she has to explain the entire frickin' story behind a piece of clothing like it's the red violin, or the robe, or that shroud I threw out. All right, so, sorry about this. She gives me a leather jacket once. Does this in the middle of a restaurant with tons of people. She says, Jackie, stand up, stand up. You know, I stand up, I'm a little sister, I do anything they tell me. (laughs) Jackie, she says, now, I purchased this jacket in Italy at a place called San Gimignano. San, I still even can't even say it. Gimignano. San Gimignano. She says, can you say that? Say it with me. Say it with me. San Gimignano. I'm in the middle of a restaurant. So I say, San G- G-. No, 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 no. She says, try it again. I say, San Gimignano. She puts the jacket on me and she goes, good, now you may have my jacket. (laughs) And don't give it away like the red skirt. You know what, I don't know where the hell that jacket is. I gave it away, it was boxy. (laughs) You may not be a fashion victim or a fashion plate or a clothes horse, but everyone in some way is a victim of fashion. Try making a list sometime of all the items of clothing you remember, starting from your toes up. You know, women will remember shoes, it's a cliche, but so do men. Um, uh, I asked Charlie, my husband, what clothing stood out to him in his past, and he immediately says, white shoes. I asked another guy, he said, patchwork shoes. Okay, he lives in Minnesota. Anyway, (laughs) I really don't remember shoes that much. I'm not really that big on fashion. Famalori's, Earth Shoes, Candy's, Desert Booth, Waffle Stompers, Both Shoes, Flip Flops, Jellies, Bear Traps, Nine West, Nichols, Clarks, Merrill's, Bandolini, Keds, Fry Boots, Hirachis, and Hush Puppies. Mary Jane's for Easter. (laughs) I remember undergarments we were forced to wear as kids. Slips. Half slips, itchy, itchy petticoats, petty pants, camisoles, other things listed under 
foundation garments. I tried to look up the history of animals on clothing, but I got a bunch of p horrible PETA f videos, so I gave up. You know, I just meant poodle skirts. <laughs> okay, you guys laugh, but guys wore alligators and ponies on their shirts too, so they're in the fashion club as well. The members only club with epaulets. I only learned that term from marching band. So, my father, right before he died, shared a clothing memory. It's 1931. He's a little boy visiting his Uncle Burwell in Alabama. He and his little sister were playing in Uncle Burwell's attic and found Uncle Burwell's white hood. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> Who's the fashion victim there? <laughs> Sorry. It's really hard to... Yeah, it's very hard to admit that story, you know? It's very hard. I include it because every family has skeletons in their closet. The question is, what are they wearing? <laughs> Awareness of fashion trickled down from my mother, Ruth. She was very elegant. She never put her arms in the sleeves of her sweater. She just gracefully draped the sweater over her shoulders. She had a hostess lounge coat that billowed like a manta ray when she walked down the hall. <laughs> like the Eskimos with snow, Ruth had 17 words for the color beige. <laughs> Ruth would have corrected me there and said Inuit. She was a shoe hoarder. She had over like 100 pairs of shoes when she died, which is a lot for a teacher, right? All on sale. I would have chucked them all but five. So you know what she said to me on her deathbed? I will never forget it. She said, Jackie, I can't believe you gave that cute red skirt away. <laughs> Jill told me. Thank you. Jackie Jones. The Narrators is produced by Robert Rutherford, Mary Robertson, Aaron Rollman, and me, Ron Doyle. Our assistant producer is Sydney Crane. Our theme music is by Whalehawk. And our founder and executive producer is Andrew Orvidal. A very special thanks to our amazing sponsors, Illegal Pete's, Sexy Pizza, From the Hip Photo, and Renegade Brewing Company. If you haven't already, please subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, or your favorite podcast app. And join us at one of our live monthly shows, which take place every second Tuesday of the month at Tiger Tiger Tavern in San Diego, California, and every third Wednesday of the month at Bumport Theater in Denver, Colorado. Both shows start at 8 p.m. and are always free to attend. You can find us on Facebook or Twitter, and for past episodes, photos from our live shows, and a list of our upcoming events and themes, please visit thenarrators.org. Thanks for listening. <laughs> <laughs>